0: I'm a representative, or of Native American church is representative of the, um, the indigenous American native culture of North and South America. That's what the Native American church actually is. And it was actually um, incorporated in 1918 by a group of American native medicine people out of Oklahoma. And what I'm going to share with you, not very many people really know, even though it's well-documented, but most people don't really know that in 1918, the Bureau of Indian Affairs, with the influence of a lot of religious groups and with uh, people that wanted to capitalize on federally recognized tribal governments, or the tribe, the lands, uh, influenced the Bureau of Indian Affairs to attempt to outlaw the entire American Native culture. I mean, I, I, I mean, when you think about that—that that our government, or influences to the Bureau of Indian Affairs, which is a government agency, attempted to outlaw the entire American Native culture. Yeah, uh, to, fully, to fully understand what I uh, of why they were doing this. Is in 1876, under the Dawes Act, which a lot of people are very familiar with, but with specific the Rosebud Reservation uh, of the Lakota Sioux Nation, they the government uh, argued this particular point that the American Native culture was a spiritual organization that honored and, and that their whole religion and their whole culture was intertwined with the earth and that was actually made into a law in 1876 under the Dawes Act in, in relationship to the Rosebud reservation. Or mm. when they when they did that or when the uh, president of the United States at that time which was Ulysses S Grant he, when he signed that into law that started a rampage by the Bureau of Indian Affairs to actually kill off as many Indians as you could possibly uh, imagine now that was that was a government policy the extermination order Mm -hmm. and they were killing as precisely the medicine people that's the reason a lot of Native American people to this day do not want to say that they're a medicine person because that was basically a death warrant on people the last last a government authorized murdering of indians and of their medicine people happened in and around 1890 december the 30th and that was what is known as the wounded knee massacre now that was the last government authorized murdering of of american native people and their medicine people shortly before wounded knee a fellow by the name of Sitting Bull, which was a medicine person, but but would not sign the agreement, so he had some of his, uh, or the Bureau of Indian Affairs had some of, uh, of their Indian police actually murder Sitting Bull, and then the Wounded Knee Massacre happened. Well, when that did happen, then it woke up the citizenship of the United States government or United States citizenship, where they said, "What are we doing? We're murdering people." And and so they put a stop to it with the government agencies doing. Uh, uh, actually, that was their policy. And so, but because the public finally uh, stood up and said, "Hey, we got to stop that," so that was the last actual. Uh, government-sanctioned murdering of Native American spirituality and their medicine people but when that happened because the Bureau of Indian Affairs was in control and they wanted to they can't control the spirituality of Native American people just like the federal government can't control the Catholic Church or the Mormon Church or there's no control they but they had to control As as much as they could possibly do, because of the uh, the value of the land, getting oil, and etc. And you know it goes on and on of how uh, the United government has utilized the Bureau of Indian Affairs to uh, pillage and to rape the land, especially reservation lands. And when you sit down and look at it, how many oil wells have been placed on there, mainly because they got for almost a pittance. Well, anyway. When that happens, then they just outlawed all of the Native American, the the entire Native American culture. If you were caught uh, 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 doing prayers with the sacred prayer pipe or doing a sweat lodge or doing peyote or, or any type of a Native American ceremony on reservation lands, you were arrested and put into jail. And so they were trying to stifle the religion because they knew the power of it if they were able to deal with it, or to be able to worship in their their religious practices and then they couldn't wait the land and do all these other kinds of things and so they it, they outlawed Native American spirituality on the Indian reservations and at the same time they started what they called the the cultural genocide where they took the children from their parents and put them into school, beat the tar out of them if they spoke their own language or cut, they cut their hair and it was just totally to kill the entire culture but the medicine people started doing their ceremonies off of the reservations onto the United States where where they had no control, the Bureau of Indian Affairs had no control over that and plus keep in mind the reservations are sovereign nations so the First Amendment or the, the Constitution has no power on the reservations or the, the government agencies didn't have to uh, follow the uh, principles of the Constitution on the sovereign nations so when the medicine people started to go off the reservations and and practicing the ceremonies off the reservations the Bureau of Indian Affairs had no control over that so what they did is in 1918 they they, uh, the Bureau of Indian Affairs, went to the House of Representatives and sponsored a bill to actually outlaw the entire American Native culture. And they pinpointed peyote because peyote is used in all the ceremonies, not just the uh, sun dance, not just the peyote ceremonies like uh, people know about them right now, but every ceremony was utilized because it is the most safest um, plant for spiritual manifestations than anything else that you can imagine. You can't overdose on it, and you can't, it's not addictive. It is just this beautiful herb that enlightens you and puts you at oneness with God. And so they want, and plus they understood that the Native American culture thrived because of their ceremonies. That's how they carry the culture forward is through their ceremonies. So in 1918 they attempted to outlaw the Native American culture that is being pra- was being practiced off of the Indian reservations. My great grandfather at that time who was a, a uh, Smithsonian Institute ethnologist, he argued in front of Congress to say that this law, I mean, you can't outlaw an, an entire culture. But the pressures and the mo, uh, momentum uh, was so great, it actually passed the House of Representatives to outlaw the American Native culture. But in the Senate, they used my great-grandfather's argument that he placed in front of the House of Representatives, and they killed the bill. Boom. And, and so right after they killed the bill, Then my great-grandfather went to the Oklahoma spiritual leaders, not the tribal governments, but the spiritual leaders, and said, this will not stop the Bureau of Indian Affairs. You have got to incorporate your culture under the Native American church so it could be protected by the uh, First Amendment of the Constitution or or freedom of religion. That way your culture can maintain itself. And so in 1918, my great-grandfather wrote the bylaws to the First Native American Church Incorporated, and he said this still will not stop them. and what happened is the Bureau of Indian Affairs started to set out this propaganda that uh, in order to practice this Native American you had to be from a federally recognized tribal government or a Native American of the federal tribal government trying to keep it onto the Indian reservations where they could kill it off or stifle it, And but it was a total lie. And the government bought into that hook, line, and sinker for a variety of reasons, mostly because of financial and greed and pride. Uh, Basically, the churches wanted it because the churches uh, felt intimidated by a religion that says something like this, the white man goes into their churches to hear somebody talk about God, where we go into our teepee and we talk to God face to face. That's very intimidating when you have a Catholic church that has a pope that says in order for you to get to heaven, you got to go through the pope or do what the pope says. So when you have a religion that says all of that is not necessary, is more necessary for you to make a face-to-face, one-on-one relationship with God. So these churches uh, didn't like that. So they really worked hard to try to keep it suppressed that in order to be a member of the Native American church, you had to be from a federally recognized tribal government, which is just hogwash. That's like saying in order to be a member of the Roman Catholic church, you have to be born in Italy. I mean, that's nuts but that's, they actually pulled that off, and until a case was challenged in um, uh, 1990, I believe it was, it was Boyle versus the United States, where they tried to say that he, uh, because he was white, he could not utilize uh, peyote. Well, the thing is, uh, they went to the, uh, I think it was the uh, New Mexico um, federal courthouse, and they uh, ruled, you know, what are you trying to do? You can't legislate um, uh, spirituality or religion by race and 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 then they challenged, the United States lost and then he challenged it, went to the 10th circuit court and again it was a scathing uh, statement that you cannot legislate it by race and so that ruling was held because of the movement of the Bureau of Indian Affairs and now organization that is trying to keep the Native American spirituality on reservations, they developed an organization called NARF, Native American Facts Fund, which is actually ran by uh, by an Indian, or a couple of Indians. But they're just, excuse me, but they're just as crooked as anything could possibly be. And what they've done is they get advice from the United States Attorney General's office, so the Attorney General's office is asking is this church a legitimate church? And any church that is off the reservation, they will say, no, it's not. So they're trying to keep it suppressed to the, to the, uh, to the uh, Indian reservations, and that's what they said about uh, me. When they tried to prosecute me, NARP is the one that instigated the entire prosecution telling the government that uh, I'm not a a legal Native American church, even though I'm actually an intention of the Lakota Sioux and the Seminole Nation. So, I mean, it was a total lie. But because the United States government has been so invested in this lie since 1918, they pulled it off until it got to the Utah Supreme Court. And they said, what are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> you can't prosecute a church, for goodness' sake! And the Chief Justice Durham of the Utah Supreme Court said that is this an attempt to outlaw a a, a church? And they, and, they, and they said, yeah. And they were downhill from from, the, from then from no. there on. And then the the NARF went to the Utah United States United States Attorney General, lied through the state of Utah. And said that I was a fraud, and everything I did, I was uh, it was a conspiracy to uh, to do peyote so that I could set up some peyote card. I don't know what the heck was on their mind, but it was it was saying I, that I was a fraud. And then when my my defense attorneys um, did their due diligence, they found out not only did they lie, they with the United States um, or the state of Utah withheld exculpatory evidence which is a federal violation and uh, they lied the DEA officers lied in a court hearing and everything that they said about me or what was said what I was standing for and what, who I am proved to be true and left these people totally in the works and so when they found that out and the, the prosecuting attorneys found it out uh, from the defense attorneys they said oh my gosh we're, we're, we're in bad shape here. And so they begged the native, uh, or excuse me, they begged the federal court judge, Ted, Ted Stewart, please dismiss all these charges against James Mooney before an evidential hearing because we cannot have this information in the court records or if it could undermine our entire judicial system. And so, <laughs> and so they dropped all these charges before an evidential hearing. And that's the first time this type of thing has happened in the history of our judicial system. That's amazing. That's, so that's amazing. That's, the, that's what the Native American church is now, okay? It is a church uh, that is totally, um, has the same rights, privileges, and protections as the uh, Catholic church, as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints all of it, but the courts are still trying to ignore it. And so when they want to raid a Native American church off of Indian reservations, they what they do is they don't tell the judge that they're planning on raiding a church. They say it's something else. And so the judge, uh, if, because if they told the judge that they're raiding the church, then the judge would say, prove to me that they meet a compelling interest standard. <laughs> and there's no way that they can do that. A compelling interest standard means that you're building a bomb, and you can prove that they want to bomb something off, off of the off of their um, uh, property or something like that. And if you're uh, distributing payload, there's no—I mean, that doesn't even get on the table of a compelling interest standard. Yeah. And in nineteen in nineteen ninety uh, or ninety one. They had a, which was sponsored by Narf again. They uh, they uh, had two, Peyote Native American church members, Indians fired in the state of Oregon, and they ended up trying to get their um, um, unemployment insurance, and uh, it went to the um, Oregon uh, Supreme Court, and they and the Smiths or Smith, won that, then it went to the Tenth Circuit Court, and he won that, and then it went to the United States Supreme Court, and they lost it. And when they lost that case at the Supreme Court level, it eliminated the compelling interest standard for religions. And when that happened, the Catholic Church, under Ted uh, Kennedy at that time, and the Mormon Church, under uh, Senator Orrin Hatch, who were was the, um, the um, uh, senior or the chairman of the um, Senate Judicial System mm-hmm. or Judicial Committee, and they were all freaked out because the compelling interest standard was uh, dis- demolished with that Smith, that Smith ruling. And because of my circumstances and, uh, and having an offer of a Native American church, my attorney was um, was working with the attorneys in, in uh, uh, the Senate trying to draft a law that would enable and reinstitute the compelling interest standard for religion because uh, the Catholic Church was concerned and the Mormon Church was concerned because of that Smith case ruling that the compelling interest standard was abolished for all religions. And so... They said, "How can we protect the Native American Church so that uh, if they go down, we'll go down?" And so we've got to word this so that they that they can't find a loophole to eliminate the compelling interest standard again. And so they worked. Oh my gosh! From 1990 uh, to about 2000, or they, to, to exactly, and they came out with a law called Religious Land Use and Institutionalized Persons Act of 2000. And when they did that, that reinstituted the compelling interest standard that the Mor- that now they can't go out to the Mormon Church and they can't go after to the uh, Catholic Church, nor can they go after uh, the um, Native American Church. And how they did it, they did it by uh wording uh, it's called religious land use and institutionalized persons act of 2000 but in the in the law they stated something about interstate commerce and uh from other countries and Indian reservations and the only thing that has interstate commerce is peyote <laughs> and that's how they got in without naming a church a specific church a specific sacrament or a specific race. Now the compelling answer standard is instituted again, but NARP and the uh, U.S. Attorney General's offices spread throughout the whole United States, they don't want to own that because the moment they own it, then they realize there is a big hole in the war on drugs. Because now all you have to do is belong to the Aklava Native American Church, which is the only Native American church practicing Native American spirituality off of Indian reservations. I have right now Indian or federally recognized uh, Native American churches that are becoming Aklava Native American Church because they know that so that they can practice their religious off of Indian reservations. It is so powerful. And now all people have to do is join Oclova Native American Church, and guess what? They're protected. As a, that They cannot be arrested any with legal standing. They cannot be arrested. Okay? And if, and if they do, then the arresting officer, the judges, and all these other people, they are violating your civil liberties, which is a felony, and you can put a judge in prison. But, but until we get people standing up, it's not going to happen because NARP and the Bureau of Indian Affairs have clouded everybody, and it's just going to have to be just like it was with the uh, uh, Wounded Knee massacre in 1890, December the 30th. The citizenship has got to put a stop to it, and and so my concern now, or my major objective, is is to educate people. Here it is, join the church, and they say, well, uh, they're going to arrest me. I said, yeah, well, do exactly what I did. Don't plea bargain. Because the moment you plea bargain, you lose. Mm-hmm. You don't plea bargain, it'll go to the you'll go to the Supreme Court and you will win. You will win. This no is already way you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's like I said, you know, you're using the white man's tools to tear down his house and I I didn't originate that statement, but that's that's what's really going on here. Well, it's true, you know, and the reason I, I I went into this with a lot of confidence when they raided our uh, Native American church and I I, I submitted some papers uh, for people to see, and uh, the thing is, they're they're uh, but these people are standing tall. They're not they're not plea bargaining, and it is causing them. I mean, the states and the federal government all kinds of headaches. 'Cause they don't know what to do because what they've been doing for the last hundred years almost is intimidating people. And, and 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 but people are not they're so convic they have such convictions on their medicine that there's no intimidation. I you can throw the book at me, that's what I said. I just say, This is who I am, you can do whatever you want with me. But I'm not going to play your game. This is and plus I knew the laws. I mean I was undercover for seven years, for goodness sakes. I was a cop. I knew the laws, I knew that, I know that that's what, I belong to an organization called LEAF, Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, and that's uh, nothing but over 40,000 people belong to this now, and these, and there's over 1,500 speakers such as myself, and these are judges, these are governors, ex-governors of states, these are uh, uh, legislators, these are prosecuting attorneys that know that this Entire war on drug drugs is illegal, and we're putting them into it. And the Oklahoma Native American Church can speed it up even more so when people join the church and they stand up for their rights and by not plea bargaining. Wow. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, well, have you have you seen the way prophecy has worked its way into this into this whole? Uh, have you have you um, uh, have you followed the breadcrumbs that have to do with a wounded knee and and of um, course I look at cross cultural um, situations and uh, are are you aware of the um, of uh, the prophecy that, that Joseph Smith was given and the, the reason of course, why of the, of the Mormon Church yeah absolutely. You know, some people, (laughs) I I tell you, you know, I'm a a little hesitant because I have a lot of respect for the LDS faith. I mean, I I, I have a lot of respect, and I mean, uh, I mean, it's a young church, and so it makes a lot of mistakes, and they, you know, they they blow it. I mean, it's just like a little kid. uh, When they start uh, walking, they fall down. It's just the way it is, And, and they're a young church, and they've got, I mean, they've got some real horrible things that they have to eventually face up to it. But all in all, I mean, they really do a tremendous amount of goodness. And, and it's, I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful uh, religion as far as I'm concerned. However, if it gets, I don't know what's going to happen when, it, when this evidence is going to get around to, to the entire uh, Native or American, mm-hmm. you know, the entire citizenship of the United States it is proven almost unequivocally Joseph Smith got his visions first from using sacred gay second through aminita mascara and third because he found it so safe was peyote that's where he got the, the Mormon church was actually instituted from the visions of uh, of, of, of peyote and these other infusions okay and not only that the in a spring conference prior to his death, he proclaimed that the the entire Mormon church needs to seek out advice and guidance from the indigenous Native American people. I I, I really believe right now that all injustices, all injustices will um, be resolved with patience, love, and forgiveness. And I think it's time for the Native American culture and its people to just forgive. Just, just to forget. Let go. And it's like when, when Leslie Fulbol blessed me and also the Native American churches as a Lakota uh, church, which happened to be uh, a written document. We wrote it down on a hospital napkin to record it. And that was one of the things that uh, that the pro- the prosecuting attorney just absolutely couldn't deal with is when he when they found out that we're actually a Lakota Sioux Native American church. <laughs> that 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 ended their their whole attempted prosecution. And but the thing is, is that I went up to um, South Dakota to get a blessing from him because of a variety of things, and I'm not going to go into that right now. And I remember I was standing at the doorway to this hospital, and he looked at me, and he was in his bed, hospital bed, and he looked at me, and he and he, and he just stopped. He never saw me, didn't know anything about me. And he looked at me, and he says, you, you need my help. And I says, yeah, I do. And he said, well, come on over here. And so I handed him a bag of peyote. I think it was about a couple hundred peyote buttons. It could have been a thousand. I don't know. But it was a a lot of peyote buttons. And he took that peyote buttons, placed it to his heart, and he started weeping of gratitude. I mean, I had never experienced such gratitude in my life. I just never have done that and I was just overwhelmed and he said well let's get on with this let's get on with this um blessing that you need to get and so he blessed it he he blessed me and then um he said to me you didn't understand a thing I said did you James and I said "Uh, no you said it in your language and I don't understand your language at all and then he held the peyote with his one hand to his heart and with the other hand, he pulled me close to me and looked me right in my eyes. And he said, take this medicine to the white man, James. Now, I, I want you to get this. And, it's, and your listeners, here's a man that is a direct descendant of the people, mm-hmm. of his people that were murdered at Wounded Knee. And he's, ta- and he's requesting me To take the most sacred thing into him, to the descendants of the people that murdered his families. You talk Mm -hmm. about forgiveness. I was blown away. I was literally blown away. And so my uh, segment of this, of what I'm talking about, is, and this is really what I would like your listeners to, to adhere to, especially if they're Native Americans is we got to forgive. It's over with. It happened before. I mean, it, it, wound and knee happened in 1890. You know, that's over. That's that nonsense. They're not killing this anymore. They're not killing the medicine people anymore. Okay. Uh, they may be sending this. I mean, so I spent a few days in jail. Big freaking deal. I had three squares, of bunk, and everybody treated me wonderful. Big deal. You know what I'm saying to you? Mm-hmm. I, I, I've got no ill feelings to anybody, to anybody. All I want right now, as I did in nine one one, I flew out. I was the first air for, air flight out of Salt Lake City, and that flew into New York City on nine one one. It was about three days after uh, the towers went down, and the people requested me to come over and 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 come there to help them out to. To get over their grieving and to get back into the game. I spent five days, almost twenty-four hours a day. People coming into these apartments, one after another, for five days, giving them peyote. They'd come in and shot. They couldn't. I mean, they were in shock, literal shock. And they, I start feeding them medicine, feeding them medicine, and then within a, within a, an hour or so, then all of a sudden they'd start sobbing. It's just un. Controllable sobbing—it's it's the same pattern. I probably went through three to four hundred people in mm. the same pattern, and then all of a sudden they would—they would—they got through the sobbing and they just had this incredible feeling, and they got up and they just left and thanked me and stuff like that. It just was ongoing twenty-four. So the Native American church ceremonies are here to serve this culture. That's what it's about is to serve because it they work in the prison system we we using our programs using the Native American ceremonies eliminate recidivism from ninety percent to less than thirty percent that's documented so it's all proven and and that's that's what it's all about now it's got nothing to do with you know uh, hating and disliking and being fearful it's all to do is serve our fellow human beings, and these ceremonies have existed from the beginning of time to serve our human beings through the most difficult of circumstances. And so that's what we're about now. And right now, the Native, Native American Church can put a true end to the war of of um, the war on drugs, which is a plague perpetrated on our own citizens. I mean, what a gift! that is right now and then not only that the reason for people being addicted to behaviors the Native American ceremonies can cure that too it's documented Harvard uh, Hospital McLean Hospital did a uh, five-year uh, uh, five-year um, what is it called not test but um, survey or I forgot what what they call it yeah research. They've, Research, yeah, they did a five-year research, and they found out people that take peyote on a regular basis score higher on their mental indexes than people that do not. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just incredible when you think about that. And so now it's just time for us to forgive and take the lead of, of Leslie Fogel. Take this medicine that's so special to me. Take it to that white man. It's forgiveness. It's the time of forgiveness. It's the time for people to come together and put that nonsense away. It, it's not serving anymore. It's not. There's no reason for it. The Native American spirituality isn't here to make retribution or do any of that. It's here to serve, just like we did in nine one one. That's that's that's. This part of the segment, that's what I want to end it with. All these atrocities and these things, these bad things, they've happened. That was yesterday. That was years ago. It was more than yesterday. It was years and years ago. Even the situation I went through, that was in 2000. I think it was totally ended in 2006. Let's forget all that stuff. That doesn't serve us anymore. Let's go forward and help our fellow human beings with love and forgiveness. That's where we're at. That's what the Native American church is about now. That's what off of the Native American church is.